everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Terry. Joined as always by my two compadres. I got Dakota Lasky here, and Dak. I hesitate to ask, but I, how you doing, buddy? dude? I'm all right. So we already went into this before <laughs> the, the recording, but I've been trying to clean my my camera. I have a DSLR like Sony EOS T3 Rebel camera, and every time I try to use it there's like a spot or two either on the lens or on the mirror or something. And so I try to clean it. And today I decided to do that again. And literally the first or like the past two and a half hours, I would say before recording, I've been trying to clean it. And I finally got the spot I was trying to get. And then I just introduced more spots and other things. So I think I made it dirtier. I I am almost even worried that I scratched the, the mirrors in the camera, which would really suck. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've wasted a solid chunk of this day, just unsuccessfully trying to clean my camera. It's really making me mad (laughs) and, uh, hopefully I will not think about it the entirety of this episode, which is unlikely, but I'm probably just going to bring it to somebody to get clean. But yeah, that's what I've been doing today. Cleaning my room. I was like, oh yeah, I'll clean my camera real quick. No big deal. This will take 30 seconds, maybe 10 minutes at most. And here I am. I, uh. I, I don't even want to talk about it that much more because it's I didn't finish. I didn't clean it. It got worse. I've been trying to clean it so I could use it. Otherwise, the fire um, is lit. Under dude, I'm today. yeah, I have. It's, it's been a rough day. I've been trying. I've been days where I have to clean and like get my life together are the worst. I just hate those days. Yeah, I just put away my <laughs> Christmas tree, actually, right before we oh, okay. started recording. There's still yeah, Christmas I- trees up like in the apartment building. You know, I see people like with their lights still on whatnot, which I, which I respect because I would do the same thing. I would let that last to, last to at least February. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, otherwise well, I'm, I'm I didn't doing put good. mine up until like two weeks before Christmas. Oh, too, then so, yeah. Like, I mean, you got a month yeah. in then you got a solid month. That's yeah. not bad. Uh, also joining us today. I, I think he's in a better mood than, uh, <laughs> than Dak is Doominal crossing doom. How are you, my friend? Uh, pretty good. Uh, last night, uh, me and a friend, uh, we watched uh, Eternals since oh. it came out on Disney Plus, and that's like the uh, the one MCU movie I haven't seen this year, and it was really bad. Oh my goodness! Okay, I see. Everyone's <laughs> been talking. I thought I just happened to watch Eternals a couple of days ago as well. I didn't realize it had just come out on Disney Plus. I'm like, wow, everyone else is watching Eternals around the same time I did. That's so weird. And now that makes sense. <laughs> I just my roommate put it on a couple nights ago, and I watched it. I didn't think it was really bad. I thought it was mediocre um and i'm willing to talk more about that if you would like but i didn't think it was bad i i think there i've seen worse movies so i i have not seen eternals and i'm not if i'm being honest i'm not super interested in seeing it but to your point dak yeah i i feel like marvel movies are they're just too good to be bad you know you know what i mean like they're so they're so perfect that the worst they're going to be is mediocre and when I say that they're so perfect, I don't necessarily mean that in like a glowing way, but like they're very, like they're very polished. They're almost too polished, you know. Yeah, well, I remember they're this... formulaic, you know, like they've got the formula yeah. down. That's really yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, I was it's gonna like, say I like remember this to a Nickelback song. I was gonna say I remember this talking point from the uh, episode, uh, the uh, Revenge of the Sith episode on Virtual Theater, which I finally got around to watching recently. Very good episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we. Uh... We had a good time with that episode. We had a we had a movie night for virtual theater actually last night, and we watched Dirty Work, which was directed by the late great Bob Saget, starring oh, the late dude, great Norm Macdonald. So, yeah, wow. Yeah, that was that happened this, in the past week too. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of non-Metroid yeah, news bad. happening. Yeah, uh, everybody. If you haven't seen 
the roast of Bob Saget. I mean, oh my God. I, I don't think I ever laughed as hard as when I watched the roast of Bob Saget for the first time. It was so good. Just, my God, it was funny. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get not quite towards some Metroid news, but to some Omega Metroid podcast news. And, uh... Let's let's go ahead and reveal, gentlemen, what the big episode number one hundred plans are. Are you guys ready? My body is ready. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I guess so. So this is the deal. February thirteenth, we have uh, a live stream of episode one hundred slash episode. 200 of the champions cast that is right we have our first ever super show of my two podcasts and we're gonna have uh not one not two but five people that are going to be participating in this podcast it's gonna be me it's gonna be uh dak it's gonna be doom it's gonna be allison and it is going to be Corey richmond and we are going to be competing in a uh in a matchup here facing or pitting the Champions Cast versus the Omega Metroid Podcast in a game of Metroid and Zelda trivia. And so I actually, I've done my due diligence. So I'm going to be the impartial commissioner, by the way. I'm going to call this down the line. I obviously have a foot in both camps here. So I, I am going to be straight as an arrow. I'm going to officiate this down the middle. Uh, just to, I'm going to be just the, the paragon of, of virtue for uh for this competition but i have assembled uh let's see 40 count 40 that, 40 jesus Christ. questions uh yeah that's that's right and so they're broken down like this there's uh there's 20 metroid and there's 20 zelda questions and there's five of each category so we have some easy ones right some i think that you guys could probably get the easy zelda ones and the champions cast gang could probably get the easy metroid ones but then we're turning the heat up a little bit. We're going to go to medium, and then we're going to go to hard, and then we're going to insane. And that is where I don't even know if you guys are going to be able to get the uh, the insane Metroid questions, let alone the insane Zelda questions. I think Doom will be fine. I think I'm going to be struggling. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm up for the challenge on the insane Metroid questions for sure. I'm terrified of the Zelda questions though because I've only I've only beaten four of the games. And I'm currently on a playthrough of the uh, Link's Awakening remake, so maybe maybe I'll be able to finish that before episode 100 and make it five games. Well, let me tell you guys something. I was I was kind of uh, I was talking to Allison earlier today on the Champions Cast, and she she was actually talking a little bit of trash, which is funny because she usually doesn't. But uh, I I think I think that Omega Metroid might have the advantage because I am almost sure that you guys have played more Zelda games than they have Metroid games, so. You take that for what you will. I don't want to yeah. instill any kind of false confidence or anything here, but uh, well, fake you know, it till if, you if make I it. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like I, my need to compete in any means necessary, regardless of the stakes or what it is, uh, might override my, I don't know, lack of trivia knowledge. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm trying not to lose, right? Like I'm not going to lose on my own show right. or anything so regarding actually, my own show. So you brought that up, and I wanted to put this out there to our listeners, because I, I think that the losers should have to do something, but I'm not quite sure what that is. So if you have any good ideas for 
for what these two guys have to do if they if they blow their big chance and, and lose to the Champions Cast gang. You let us know. We'd love to see some different ideas. I have an idea. I have an idea for a good uh, loser's prize. So whoever All loses, right. well, the winners... It. So whoever loses, the winners have to choose a game of their choice um, from whichever from whichever the opposing series is for them to stream. So, like, if uh, Zelda... If, like, the Zelda side wins, then they have to force, like, me and Dak to play, like... Like Xenoblade I don't know, some sort 2. of meme Zelda games. No, no, no. I was thinking like Triforce Heroes or something that's like notoriously yeah, but hated like, in the Zelda community. Oh, that's fair. But like, see if they were really good, they would pick a game that's really cringe. I can't think of any cringe Zelda games. Like maybe the CDI Triforce games. Heroes is probably the one. Nah, Triforce Heroes is not that bad. I I don't understand the hate for it. But like, if you made me play Xenoblade Chronicles Two, for example, which I know is not in the same franchise for either of these games, but like, that would be really painful. Like I'm down to open things up to other games and other franchises because I don't I don't feel like there there isn't a Zelda game I'm like maybe other than Zelda two or like the CDI games where I'm like hating the experience like Triforce Heroes is not bad so but well, I'm I down for agree that with you yeah and like it's kind of the same thing too with Metroid like you know are you gonna make the most you have to play other M play other M I mean other M like, that, that's but, like what do I, was I want to or subject Federation someone Force. to that like do I don't even want my worst enemy to play that game well, so like. I wouldn't feel good about it. So the thing about Other M2 is, is I wonder if Other it would M2. go down as... Oh, God. Uh, so I wonder if it would go down as uh, badly if, like, you're not a, a big Metroid fan. You know, like, if, if you're not that attached to the series, uh, yeah, you might be like, ah, this story kind of, it's not very good. But I, I don't know that you would necessarily have the same level of vitriol that you would if you were like a, an established Metroid fan playing. See, that makes it worse. Time, you know? Giving someone other M as a punishment, and then they're like, "It hey, wasn't that bad." I would, I would actually, that would make it unenjoyable for me. Like, I, I would need them to realize how bad it is. And you're right. I think someone right. who isn't is involved in Metroid or wasn't hasn't been a fan since you know the early days would be like, "Oh, this actually." I don't know. I, I actually can't finish that sentence because truthfully, I feel like even if you play the game, you should be able, you rub those brain cells together, you should be able to recognize how bad it is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not against that, though. That might be entertaining. I, I think I like your idea where, you know, we're, we're making somebody play Superman 64. Yeah, it has to be some, any, like, I, we open it up to any <laughs> bad game. Superman, Superman yeah. 64 is a game I've actually played before. And probably would be so down I. down to play again just for the, the the memes. Like it has to be a game that's like painful to play. Like, again, I think of Xenoblade Chronicles two, where like I would be embarrassed to play that. I would be embarrassed oh, to tell people that, that I had play- oh dude, I would be straight up mortified if I told someone that I enjoyed the Xenoblade Chronicles two video game for a Nintendo whatever <laughs> it came out for. They got to make more of those Xenoblade games with the mechs. What was the one, Xenoblade Chronicle X? Yeah, Xenoblade, Xenoblade X. Chronicle. That's that the one, one that everyone dope. wants them to port. That one was sick. Yeah, that, that was a cool game. That, I like that. That's probably my favorite Xenoblade game. It's a little actually, cheesy, but, but it was it was cool. But like, I I, I want to go on the record and say that I I really did enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles too. But I I will agree that uh, I didn't like the story at all. It, it was pretty bad actually. But hey, you know that's uh, video games are a buffet. There's got to be something for everybody, I guess. But um. Yeah. Otherwise, so a good let idea. us know. Let us know what you guys think uh, these schmucks should do if they end up uh, losing to the champions cast, and vice versa. So uh, let us know over on Discord, Twitter, all that, all that good stuff. Um, all right. So for the last couple weeks here, we started off the year uh, with a positive note. Uh, you know what? I, I'm so sorry. I'm going to plug something too before we get going. Speaking of, uh, before we before we get to the episode, but speaking of letting us know. 
Uh, we're doing a fan Q&A next week. And we've got some some questions in our backlog and our Ask Anything uh, channel over on our Discord. But we're, we'll send out a tweet. But we want your Metroid questions. It could be about anything. Uh, your hopes for Metroid in the new year. Anything Metroid Prime 4, Metroid Dread, whatever. Metroid 6. Uh, give us your questions. We'll have the tweet out. Join our Discord. Get in that Ask uh, questions channel and, uh, and and give us some good ones here because we would love to uh, we'd love to have your guys' questions and give you some Metroid answers for next week on the show. Yeah, I almost forgot. I made a note to plug that and I almost forgot it. Well, so, I'm glad you didn't forget because I would have forgotten. Just yeah. hopefully, if you do have some questions, um, if you're gonna ask whether or not we want the Super Metroid remake or the Fusion remake. I would advise you to listen to one of the previous Q&As. I feel like we've answered that question like every single time we've done a Q&A episode. And I almost want to go back and be like, hey, like, let's make sure we haven't answered this question for the fifth time. But there have been so many questions think, we've asked. It's kind of hard to track. I think that if we get that question, we should just try and find the audio from the last time that we answered it and just <laughs> just press play on our phone. Yeah, true. Here you go. You can listen to this. I'm down. Uh, yeah, also, uh, also, spoiler alert, if any question involves would you like a new game, assuming it's not like Federation Force HD or something, we're probably going to say yes. Like, whatever well, it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, of course, yes. No, I don't agree with that. I There are many Metroid games I would say no to. In fact, we've brought one of them up already in the past five minutes that I would say no to. So, oh, I don't agree. I, I would... Uh, I would be down for another import or something like no dude this is why this is why we can't have nice things um all right well speaking of can't have nice things excuse me while i throw my cat down on the floor let's finally let's get to business here we've been yakking for forever uh let's let's get to it the last couple weeks on the show we've started the year off we've been pretty positive we've been talking about our favorite moments from metroid dread we kind of had a cool little thought experiment last week where we imagined what um what Metro Dread might have looked like if it was on the DS. Lots of people agreed with you gentlemen, by the way, and, and was and was just like that Andy guy sucks. The DS was awesome. Yeah, that was a great so that was correct. a great response, I think, from the community. I really like that. And I want to see more of uh, that kind of vibes going forward. It's it's lonely when you're the only one that It's lonely at the top, isn't is it? Wrong. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh so <laughs> so this this week we're gonna dip into uh not not a more negative uh, side, but maybe uh, maybe critical, um, and we're going to take a look at Metro Dread and uh, assess some of the missed opportunities that this game had. And, and I I believe that it had uh, a few missed opportunities, areas where it could have really kind of elevated itself to be. And, and don't get me wrong, I think Metro Dread is like one of my top Metroid games, but I think it could have been like even better if it would have went uh, with some of these suggestions that I have and that we've collected here. Um, so we can either, uh, why don't we do this kind of round table here? I, I think I have about, uh, six things that came to the, the, my mind that I jotted down. Um, so I can start us off or either one of you guys can start off. We can, we can just do it however you guys want. Uh, I say we start with you and then we just, um, we just go from there. Yeah. I was going to say that. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so I think, I think I've actually mentioned some of this before, but this one I know that I've mentioned, uh, in the, in the past but I think that one of the biggest missed opportunities, probably my number one thing about Metroid Dread is the moment when you finally unlock your Metroid powers and you go to fight uh, the Powerbomb Emmy in Hanubia and the, a cutscene triggers and you basically just suck the life out of him 
I think that this would have been a really awesome opportunity to have like a full-fledged boss battle against the Emmys. And I, like we've kind of had the escape sequences and you've had to line them up before and stuff like that. But I think that with Samus's new like powers awakening, um, this could have been a really engaging boss fight and maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know if that would have, uh, taken away from the menace of the Emmys if you end up facing it. But, like, I feel like it wouldn't have. And I feel like it would have been a good opportunity to have, like, that final confrontation with one of the Emmys. Because, like, as awesome as that moment is, it does feel a little bit anticlimactic when you when you go up and you're dead to rights and he's about to, you know, stab you in the soul with, with his uh, DNA pincer. And then you just instead kind of awaken up and this all happens in a cutscene. Whereas I think it would have been really rewarding to have this take place in an actual battle. So your powers awaken, and then you you kind of duke it out, and then you go and um, you know, and and then you basically finish him off at the end. So it would have almost been the same kind of idea as the uh, the Chozo spear soldier fights, where like you end up battling, and then at the end of it, then you absorb the 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 Chozo warrior. So I I think that that could have been really cool. It would have been. I feel like a, a really good payoff to to actually confront and overcome the Emmy because you've been running from them all game and kind of uh, only picking them off in certain specific scenarios. Whereas to finally overcome one in direct combat, like with the player controlling Samus, I, I feel like would have been um, a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree I'm, with that. I'm down for that. I think it would have been really cool to have it come full circle with, to fight an Emmy in like a classic Metroid boss experience. Because, yeah, we have had the the like the boss fights against them where you're running away from them. But having it in, like, a locked room with kind of a fixed setting and bringing yeah. it back to, like, a fixed camera, like, bringing it back to, like, a classic Metroid fight and then doing it that way, I, that would have been a nice change of pace because I agree. It is kind of, like, at that point, the Emmys aren't, like, a huge, huge threat anymore. And this one you pretty much take out in, like, two seconds <laughs> in comparison to everything else you fight. And I think the game kind of forced you to have a more prolonged fight from a fixed camera perspective would have, you know, been a classic Metroid moment and would have made, I think, a bit more of that, like, entire sequence rather than just kind of, like, essentially pub stomping this Emmy really quick. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. That would have been a really cool... It would have been a nice, like, change of pace for the Emmys as well because pretty much every Emmy boss fight has the same kind of formula and to give it that kind of classic Metroid boss fight look would have been cool. Yeah. yeah, and going off that, you mentioned the uh, the Chozo Warriors fight, and I had kind of a slightly different approach, or kind of like a slightly different I idea to that. So, so basically, throughout the game, like, you know, the whole point of the Emmy is it's trying to siphon your energy, but then when you reach that point, the tables have turned, and now you are siphoning the Emmy's energy. And so I think playing around with that juxtaposition would be really cool, especially in the sense for, after you do the traditional boss fight, for that final cutscene... I feel like it would be cool to have that little bit where it does try to poke you if that was actually like a counter similar to, you know, what it does in the general gameplay. But this time the counter window to kind of compensate for that new um, power difference, the counter window is a bit more friendly compared to like some of the other counters like those Chozo warrior fights. And then you could have that whole thing still play out similarly as it is. Yeah, I, I think that that would have been like a, a really good way to cap off your your rivalry versus the emmys especially because like boss fights are are such a strong point of metroid dread um that i think it would have been awesome and that's not the only boss thing that i have on my list either but uh let's turn it over to you guys what do you think 
Um, <clears throat> well, this I don't really have these in like a particular order in terms of what would have been like my most wanted. Oh, neither do I. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, so at the end of Fusion, obviously you have the animals still kind of chilling. You have like the Decora and the Etacoon and whatnot. And this isn't a big thing, but I think it would have been cool to have them, like, at least show up in the game. Like, obviously, you can just kind of surmise, like, okay, like, she, like, Samus dropped them off somewhere, like, in between the events of Fusion and Dread, and they're really not a big deal. But, like, having them still involved somehow, like, maybe there's a point in the story where Samus does end up, like, losing them or dropping them off, or they're still on the ship, maybe, when she is, you know, going through the events of the game... Like, it would have been a nice little tie into Fusion. Wouldn't have been necessary, but I think it would have been nice instead of kind of... Like, there, there's so much stuff that happens, like, off-screen and isn't kind of explained. And to have this little detail kind of followed through from Fusion, like, you know, they, they show up in, in Super and they show up in Fusion. And you can kind of have them show up again in Dread. It would be a nice little callback. Even, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, okay, Samus needs, like, animal allies, like, helping her out, though. That would have been an interesting idea for a small sequence. Just to, like, have them still on the ship in, like, the first cutscene or something like that would have been cool. I don't know. A little tie-in back to Fusion and kind of have them still show up in a way uh, would, have been, would have been nice. I, I completely agree, actually. I, I think that would have been great. Even if, like, it was as, as small and as simple as you see them in Samus' ship in, like, that opening cutscene. Yeah, like, they're looking over her shoulder or something while she's reading the message, you know, like, about the bounty or whatever it is, right? Like, they're kind of peering over. Like, that would have been a nice little nod, you know? Like, it it doesn't need to be anything major, but, like, I'm I'm not a big fan of stuff that just, like, shows up and it's kind of dropped without any explanation or, or, or anything. And not everything needs to be shown or explained, but something like that where a big part of their presence is, is seeing them and, and seeing, you know, hey, it's the animals. Like, they're not a big part of the story, but to have them, like, at least tied in a little bit, just a shot, would have been cool. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like, a little scene of, like, Samus giving, like, a quick pet to, like, one of them, like, before she leaves her ship and gets absolutely bodied by Ravenbeak in that first cutscene. Or maybe, th- maybe that's too much. Maybe even, like... A quick like maybe like a quick frame or two is like all you really need yeah just something like exactly just a single shot like a frame an instance of them looking on at on the screens as samus is looking at them and then you don't have to really have to show them again like oh they're still on the ship maybe she didn't get time to drop them off or anything like that uh not not saying they need to be like fully incorporated into the story or something but it's nice to have a little bit of continuity uh, yeah i i totally agree actually yeah that's a good one uh doom what do you think i, I pretty much said everything yeah yeah like i would have loved to see them not necessarily something the game really needed but i think it would have just been like a a cool little nod just for longtime fans of fusion uh give us uh give us one of your one of your missed opportunities for dread doom okay you got up your sleeve so most of these suggestions that i have are stuff that i've brought up in some form or, or another um in the past episodes i'm going i'm going to talk about different aspects of them because like we talked about before we started recording i don't want to regurgitate the same talking points over and over again because that's going to be boring but i do have one brand new thing and this is going to sound really weird but i think the menu in metroid dread is really lame and could have (laughs) used 
a lot of spicing up. Uh, Samus Returns in particular, I I love the menu for Samus Returns. It's this dynamic menu where you start off just focused on the planet of SR388, and then you go into the menu and it pans back into Samus's cockpit. And then as you um and then after you complete the game, you have the baby Metroid inside the cockpit making the little Super Metroid squeeze. It's such a cool menu. And then Metroid Dread, you just kind of have this, you just have this long distance shot of uh, ZDR and it's not even a clear shot it's like it's like overshadowed in this red tint and then you don't really have anything that progresses beyond that and I think it would have been really cool to like maybe this is where you see the um the the Etikuns and Deshora's Easter egg yeah. is if they did another is if yeah, they did okay. another thing in a Samus's ship with that similar to Samus Returns I'm, I 100% agree I think like details like that really go the distance right like a really good menu, a really good like menu theme and UI, like which makes the game just feel like it put a, had a little more TLC into it. Like th that's memorable kind of stuff. I mean, thinking on it on other games, for example, like when you go from playing, by the way, rip to the the Halo Three Xbox servers that just went offline this past week. But if you go and play like the original Halo Three and like the menus and the maps from the original game, and then you go to uh, the Master Chief Collection version of the game, it, like the the second version, just feels so sterile and, and not like super creative and just kind of gets the job done. It's sufficient, but doesn't really go the extra distance to have a little bit of character. And I do feel the same way about Dread. Like exactly what you said, there's a lot more they could have done. Could have thrown a little Easter eggs there. Could have felt a little bit more dynamic. Uh, the the UI and the menus in Dread just kind of feel like they're they're sufficient, but that that's about it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but uh, I can I could totally see where we're coming from with that. Uh, and I wouldn't have been against making them a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more engaging. Um, and that, yeah, I, I think your point of having that is the perfect place for like the animals could have been cool. I mean, I always remember the menu for uh, for corruption where you're like sitting inside a yes. ship and you can kind of yes. diddle around in there and stuff like that. And, and play I, with I the bobbleheads and cool. you can tap around. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes more sense for like a larger 3d game, but they could have still done that in the menus for the 3d or for the switch. Right. I, I almost said 3ds for the switch. Like that's definitely something you could have done as well. And it would have been great because you start the game in Samus's ship. So like how great would have been if you had the menus like cockpit of her ship and, <laughs> and then you start the game and it just like, goes right into it like there's like almost like like very little transition because you're going like it would be like from the menu into the game it would feel almost kind of seamless in a way be kind of cool yeah or even uh, trilogy's menu where the entire menu takes place inside of samus's arm cannon then whichever game you you pick when it zooms out of the arm cannon it's whatever suit um you currently have on that save file which is such a cool detail i i would have been fine with that i i like I, I totally see what you're saying. For me, it wasn't... I wouldn't enable that as a, a missed opportunity, but, uh... Well, I, I guess maybe I would, actually. Like, it, it doesn't detract, but I guess none of these really do, so... Yeah, it's not it's not something yeah. that changes my feel or score of the game. It's, like you said, it's just a missed opportunity. I think it could have gone just that little tiny bit extra. Yeah, okay, I, I, I'm totally down with that. Um, so, we, we've talked a lot about uh, the music of Metroid Dread, and I feel like... It could have been better. There were some. It could have been better. <laughs> um, I, certainly. I, I mean, I think I don't mind the music of Dread. I, I think that it's mostly actually like pretty good. But certainly, the, it could have been better. And I think specifically, there was a missed opportunity to include a remix of an old song. And I have three in particular in my brain. 
But I, I feel like with um, with the remixes of old tunes that we already know, they help kind of distinguish areas. And because you like you know that music, and, and it, for me, I feel like music is such an important like identifier to what area you're in. I feel like this could have helped some of the areas stand out a little bit more. So there are three instances where I think that they could have done this. And, and I'm not saying that they should have done all three, but maybe even one of the three. Um, I think that having like a green Brinstar remix in Gavarin would have been a slam dunk uh, just because, it, you know, you're in this lush jungly area and that's, you know, this, this remix re- or this song green Brinstar really hasn't been remade since super Metroid. Whereas red, it was Brinstar, in, it was in prime two in the multiplayer. Yes. Uh, yes, it, it was, but like very, how could you forget that Andy? Come on. You're a big well, multiplayer I mean, guy. That, that multiplayer, Fake fan. That multiplayer <laughs> big multiplayer isn't, fan. Like, the most. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't play a lot of multiplayer, but also like that. That remix isn't like the most. You have to listen to it. I feel like to actually pick up on that remix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Second it's of in... all, uh, second of all, I, I feel like this one hasn't really been done. Whereas with Red Brinstar, which Metroid Dread does choose to to remix like that i feel like that's been in every single 2d metroid game uh and and a lot of metroid prime games since basically it was made so i feel like green brinstar would have been good i feel like uh a remix of the meridia theme in berenia would have been great uh because i i can't off the top of my head i can't picture the music of berenia anymore and i feel like that area could have had something distinguishable to you know help it stand out a little bit and I think this is probably the most obvious one, but um, you know, a, a, a remix of the Crade theme for either when you're when you're battling Crade or maybe when you get to that kind of neck of the woods over in uh, Cataris and in the deep kind of heat area of Cataris, like once you roll under the the Crade statue, could have been really awesome. But if I, I think that it was a missed opportunity not putting a remix of something in the game yeah i agree i'm surprised you i'm surprised you didn't mention the um the escape theme for the final countdown i feel like that was definitely a big missed opportunity in the music department because i can't even remember what the escape theme sounds like again as someone who's have you you played the game a bunch and have ripped the soundtrack and you still cannot remember the music of the game like come on i could not i could not hum that tune if i tried to right now i barely remember the names um i know the the escape theme actually i I left out in particular because that was basically just ridley's theme like from super metroid so i i didn't really want that i mean i mean the nes um escape theme, the one that they um reused in echoes uh yeah i i didn't really think of that one but that that could have been good it's my preferred escape theme at least I feel like music for an area that you're going to hear like often though is is kind of what I would have done. I uh, I do have a couple of remixes or throwbacks I think would have been really cool, uh, particularly for boss battles. I know we brought this up a bunch, but like the experiment Z fifty two hundred thousand whatever its name, you know, the big experimental boss, and then the uh, Raven Robe boss theme. Um, those those two could have been replaced by I mean a myriad of other boss themes, but I really would have liked the the Ceres boss theme from Fusion to come back. That's one of my favorite boss tracks of like any Metroid boss period. It's such a like high like intensity and highly energetic kind of like really awesome electric sounding kind of theme, and it would work I think pretty well for either of those bosses. I actually think the Flagra boss theme from Metroid Prime 1 would have been really good for the experiment boss in this game and then making like this like a th- remix of the Ceres theme or something like that for Raven Row or 
uh, what uh, Ravenbeak. I, I can't even tell if you're joking now. If this is just no, I seriously like I'm. I really don't. Quiet Robe. Oh my god. Ravenbeak. Um, dude, right. the names in this. Ravenbeak. Ding ding ding. Ravenbeak. Quiet Robe. Um, those themes I think would have been really cool. I also thought that they could have. I I actually like the music for when um. The first area kind of becomes frozen again. We just talked about this like an episode two ago, and I'm just blanking. Um, when that uh, Artaria becomes frozen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wonder I can't remember because I always think of Altaria from Pokemon. Um, when it becomes frozen, I actually do like the music from that area. But like, if they did like a Fendrana Depths like remix around then, not the main Fendrana theme, that been awesome. but like the depth theme would have been so sick. Uh, like there are a bunch of opportunities I, that could have thrown in some good remix from Prime and Fusion. I would like. I, I just want to point out too that I was I was just picking from 2D games because I, I feel like oh, okay, Dread wasn't interested in you know having a lot of of Prime references. That's but, fair. I mean. If I was picking from Metroid Prime games, yeah, Fendrana would be top of the list in the in the Frozen section for sure. Fendrana Depths is specific. Yeah, that. yeah, Fendrana Depths would because I feel like the the main Fendrana theme. Well, first of all, I hope they bring that back for Prime Four, but I think that's kind of too obvious. And and Depths is just such a banger and so groovy, and I think that would have been really good for that point of the game. Yeah, I agree. All right, who wants to go next? What else uh, you just went right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I mean, well, it's, it sounds like Doom has something he wants to say, so I'll throw it over to you. Cause... All right. Genuinely enjoy On My Hand right now, so on my single hand. I mean, that but... could be a lot of songs. All right, I was going to say. That could be a lot of songs right <laughs> then, but hey. But but we're here to talk, but we're here to talk about missed opportunities, and sure. while I don't think Metroid Dread needed to have um, a bunch of, like, classic Nostalgia Bait remixes, there is one that I would have... That I would have really liked. Hey, hey, listen, I love my nostalgia bait. I'm not saying that as a derogatory term, all right? I do think that there was one big missed opportunity. And I'm and I'm biased, because this is like in my top three or four Metroid songs of all time. But and it's one that we haven't seen for such a long time either. Which surprises me because it's in one of the most popular games. But you enter you, you enter Hanubia and it's and imagine that this whole scene plays out exactly like it does in Dread. Up until up until the Emmy point, and then all of a sudden you leave the Emmy area, but now it's not raining anymore, and you have a little sunrise coming up, and you just hear and then those horns come in, dun 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 dun. dun. Oh my god, I would have lost my mind if that happened. That I, I didn't know where you were going until the horns came in. I was like, what, what is this guy doing here? <laughs> no, that that would have been, that would have been hype, especially because you're that like full power at that yeah. point. Like exactly, and it's such and it's such a perfect callback to Super Metroid because you know that you know that song plays like once you um, go back to Criteria and the rain stops in Criteria and it's a little bit brighter outside and it's kind of this this kind of symbolic message of how far you come and you could do that again in Dread. But have it mean so much more because you just defeated, you know, this thing that's been stalking you the entire game and you're about to take on the final boss and it's just like you're unstoppable at this point. It's like, oh, it's so perfect. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, just just singing that out loud, that would have been that would have been hype. Yeah, I'm still honestly, I think it's a missed opportunity that that track hasn't been back again since Super Metroid. Because, again, that's like my favorite track in that game. It's such a wonderful piece of compositional. Uh, music by Kenji Yamamoto. 
Um, since we're we're talking about audio and stuff, I guess I'll stay with that thematically, kind of. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The only VA that Samus does, or like any line she has in this game, are, are she's spoken in they're spoken in Chozo, right? Like I'm not missing anything. Her own yeah. okay. I do think it's kind of a missed opportunity to not have her have any lines in English at all. Um, you know, I think when people think of that, they're like immediately thinking, oh, I don't want her monologuing or talking like the entire time or blah, blah. Obviously, there's like a gray area and a balance that can be struck. But but I, you know, it's one thing to have her speak in Chozo because that was like a surprise. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know she could do that. Like, OK, that's cool. And that was really awesome. I mean, despite my other gripes with that, the entire sequence when she first meets Quiet Robe. Uh, it was really cool to have Samus not only speaking, but speaking in Chozo, because I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even expect that. But yeah. it would have been nice to have, like, a line or two of her speaking in English. I don't know. I just, to, to do the voice, like, to have voice acting at all, I think it was smart of them to, to keep it in Chozo, because then you kind of, like, you can't kind of rib the character for having, like, weird lines in English, right? It doesn't, like, evoke that feeling of other Mness. But at the same time coming from fusion where she did kind of reflect a bunch and she did talk to herself a little bit, at least internal monologues. Like it would have been nice to have like maybe one line or two lines to have her like speak in English and have it not be bad to at least to some redeemable degree would have been cool. I don't know. I think to have her like have voice acting and then not speak in English at all. I guess she didn't have anyone to speak in English too. But, like, I don't know, she could have said something to herself under her breath or something. That would have been cool. I guess it's it was a very, very minor thing, but I was thinking that. Like, you go to the trouble of having her have voice acting, but she doesn't even speak any English. I guess it's not a big deal, because she spoke in a way in which we understood, and it was a cool surprise to have her speak in Chozo. But I don't know, maybe, maybe some line in English. Like, maybe her last line, like when she says... Um, you know, I'll get the job done or I'll finish this. Like that could have been in English because I'm like the Chozo guy. I don't I think would have understood the sentiment. Like didn't need to hear that in Chozo. That would have been cool for us as the players, you know, or English or in, you know, whatever language you're playing the game in. But to have it be in a human language, I guess, rather than having her only speak in, in Chozo. I don't know. That would have been cool. Right. I, I think I might disagree, disagree with this. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, Jesus. OK, you both, you uh, both disagree. Let me, OK, let me go. Let me go first here because I'm going to say something that I can't even believe I'm going to say. But uh, actually, let me back up. I think that the the scene with Quiet Robe, I would have kept exactly as is with her speaking in Chozo because that that was awesome. That was such a wicked moment. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, and I understand why they didn't have her speak in English because then you just have to do like one language and you don't have to translate it into all the different That's languages fair. that, That's that fair. go out. But didn't think of that. I can't believe I'm even going to say this. But I do think that there are some times where it could have been nice if <laughs> Samus talked back with Adam when Adam is just, yes. you know, yakking, yakking, yakking. To Say Samus. something. Like, there are, there are some times where, uh, she probably could have said like, you know, like, understood Got it. or uh, will do ask a question or something. I'll circle back to this. You know, now, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I certainly don't think that her not talking with Adam took away from the game in any Shape, way shape or form but i do think that 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 could have added uh a little bit it would have added a bit to, to her character i think because my one of my things about this game is that they did a really good job of making her seem very badass and like really awesome and like cool as a character but they didn't maintain that like awareness and reflectiveness that she had as a character in fusion i liked when she talked back to to adam in fusion and she was like whoa or she had something to say 
in conversation. In this game, she's just getting talked at and talked at. She's plugging her arm cannon into things. She has no idea what's going to happen. She's just doing it, and which is fine because she's like cool. But I would have liked a little bit of back and forth or at least something where like she's not like she's – I don't know like vocally a bit more of a proactive character rather than just having everyone talk at her the whole time and having her say something in English like, hey, got it or what or anything like any kind of line in response to Adam, maybe even a conversation with him. One conversation would have been cool, but also I guess that wouldn't have worked with like because the fact it's not actually Adam, which is another point I would bring up. But um, I agree. I do think the game wouldn't have like it didn't lose anything by not having that. But I would have liked her, like, that's one of the things I liked about her character in Fusion, is that she had something to say, she talked back, she reflected on things, she questioned stuff. In this game, she doesn't do any of that, she just goes with the flow, plugs things right in, she she has the script in her helmet so she knows what's going to happen next, so she's not worried about anything at all. And that kind of, it didn't, didn't resonate as much with me, and I agree. Having some kind of line or something to say back to Adam at one point, or to anybody, would have been nice. Well, Doom, you disagree. What's yeah. what's going on? So I honestly, so I wouldn't really call this a missed opportunity, just because I think you could have gone either way with this. I don't really think having those dialogue sections would have taken away nor added to the game, in my opinion. Where, um, because because here's the thing, I because I do agree with you, Dak, about Samus's characterization, and I do think I do think it falls short in that department, but I don't think you necessarily need dialogue to make that happen. Does that make sense? I also agree with that. Yeah, you can show that stuff in her behavior and mannerisms. That goes back to what I'm saying. Like, how she conducts herself in the game, she doesn't have, like, even just how she acts, even beside what she says, she doesn't seem to have, like, hesitation or, like, reflectiveness or, like, observation. Like, she just does stuff, which is cool because, like, when she's not afraid of Kraid, despite the fact that Kraid easily could have, like, broken out of those chains and killed her, right? That she would have no idea. I don't even think she can really tell that she, he's chained up until he's, like, right in her face. Like, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's badass, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but I like the Samus that's still, like, smart and, like, aware of her surroundings. And I feel like in this game, I don't I don't really get too much of that. I do agree you can convey that kind of stuff without dialogue. So I, I agree on that point. D- Dak is fired up about that camera. Well, that's just like. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's something even without the camera. That's a big part of, of why I like Fusion is that she's not just like an avatar for the player, you know? Like, she's her own character. And she's. I think that's. You know, fair, and yeah. in this game, I don't have. She does feel in some ways more realized as a badass character, but still feels very much like an avatar for the player, which is fine. And I guess that was their vision and approach for the game. But I, I it does feel like it's missing part of that characterization I fell in love with in Fusion. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, I've got five more. I don't know how many you guys have. but we'll, I actually I'll do have a bunch it. more here, but I'll be more succinct. Okay. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> I, have, let's, I have four uh, more on my end. So. I, have five, I have five more as well. Actually, no, four okay. more. Okay. Actually, no, five more. So <laughs> I'm going to go completely out of left field here and say that I also think it would have been cool to have another returning boss. So we have Kraid and, well, we kind of have Korax, kind of. Uh, Sorry. Uh, nope. I'm going to go Ugh, completely different. I, I'll give you guys $10 if you can guess who I'm Kirby. Oh, 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 oh. I, I know, I know. Um... <laughs> Uh, possessed giant Samus Morph Ball from Federation Force. Uh, That's when I think of characters and bosses that Andy likes. I'm like, whew, 
big giant Samus morph ball rolling around the room. That's an Andy boss I feel, fight. I feel like that was my biggest complaint about that, wasn't it? <laughs> I, think it was. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was. How could it not be? We just said we're trying. We're, we just said we're trying to be succinct, and now we're anyways. All right. So I would have brought back Natori for Metroid Fusion. Which one is and that? I would have. So that was that's the boss that has the plasma beam, and it's the boss that was responsible for uh, basically clogging up the BSL with all the um, the full. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. As much as I clown on Dread for its naming scheme, I do not remember half the bosses' names in Fusion either. Like I think I remember Ceres. They're they're kind of a mess. Omega yeah. Metroid SAX. Uh, is Yakuza one of them or Yakuza? Yakuza. All right, Yakuza. All right, I kind of remember. I remember some of them. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, the Chozo statue, the plasma. The spore so spawn it's basically, thing, right? Yeah, it's basically uh, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, kind of. It's basically a Chozo statue that's enwrapped in vines and stuff like that, and it's shooting a plasma beam at you. Now, I think that, um, in my opinion, one of the weakest bosses of Metroid Dread, I can't even remember its name. I think it's Golzula or whatever. But the, the boss in Gavarin, right before um, you you finally punch your way to the surface to Hanubia, and it's a big crab, and you destroy the crab a couple times. And I, I thought it would be really cool if there was like a, a Notori-esque boss that was there. And, and I think that they could have easily kind of patterned the boss after Metroid Fusion, but instead of him shooting plasma beams at you... Um, he's shooting cross bombs at you instead. So what about a cool little throwback, something memorable again, something that uh, fans could have been like, oh man, this is cool. Um, and, and just something that, uh, you know, it would have been fan service, but I, I think it would have also been a better boss fight as well. I, so, I'm i not yeah. going to lie, dude. I just learned that that's supposed to be a Chozo statue in Fusion, Natori. I just thought it was like a big growth. Like a, Buddy, like a, you're, you're in trouble <laughs> if you're going against the Champions cast. Dude, I, that, I'm looking at this up right now. It's, it's a Chozo statue? Dude, I thought it was just like a big, like, like onion, like, fleshy root, you know? Oh, my God. I didn't know it was supposed to be. A, it does look like a Chozo statue now that I'm looking at it. Wow. Dude, dude, wow, 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 people, wow, wow. Like, are you free on the 13th? Dude, some <laughs> people must listen to the show and be like, how is this guy on this show? What does he know? Oh, I don't know anything. I literally, dude, that blows my mind. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, wow, it does actually look like a Chozo statue. I dead ass thought it was like oh, just a big growth with vines. Because why I mean, would it Dak, be Chozo statue shaped? Dak, I can't talk too much crap because literally the last episode we were talking about how I didn't even realize it was Samus talking in Chozo and Dread. So dude, that, I got, I got that, nothing. I to really that, that's do true, not actually. understand how. Yeah, but that's one thing. That's just that's a that's a, a misstep in comprehension from like different audio sources and all that like i just didn't even like i've been i've looked at this thing so many times like you know like this game's been out for 20 i don't know wow that that blows my mind right there yeah i'm totally down for whatever you just said andy totally <laughs> like wow i cannot believe that i thought it was just like a growth okay, okay. yeah i'm down oh, for that man. um i got another one for you <clears throat> yeah um so I think I've, this is something that I've mentioned on the show a bunch. And actually, I think I mentioned it the last time and the time before that. And someone brought it up and said, oh, they were just building Chozo robots. But there's that one Emmy room or one area in the game that I think I posted about on Twitter as well. I did post about it on Twitter. They're, they're building something massive, right? Like they're building that huge robot in the background that's like multi-story, has like a big arm cannon and stuff. Yeah. nothing came from that at all. And you can say, oh, well, they were building Chozo robots or whatever, but none of them are even remotely that big. 
And none of them have arm cannons like that. Like Ravenbeak has a, an arm cannon, but he's not a robot as far as we know. Maybe he is a Chozo robot. I have no idea. And I guess he's not because he gave Samus her DNA or his DNA, whatever. Anyway, nothing came from that. Like, I really thought that that was going to be like a big boss youth fight in the end. I really thought that was going to be the Ridley Emmy that we were, you know, discussing and kind of theorizing about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like, I guess at the end of the day, it was just like a cool thing that they were doing in the background to make the room look cool. But like, I, I, that would have been such a sick boss, like a multi-story boss, like a three or four story boss, a big robot. Obviously, if they brought back Ridley as a Ridley Emmy, I mean, that would have made a lot of sense. It would have been really cool. You bring back Ridley as like a Ridley robot again and kind of redeem that boss battle and have it work with the Emmys and it not be the actual Ridley. So you're not really playing with that part of it. Like that would have been like, it's literally set up to be done perfectly. And they just for some reason didn't do anything with it. Um, and there's also really no explanation for what it is or why it's there. Samus never fights it. It doesn't seem to be salvaged. It doesn't seem to be leading towards any other technology or anything you face off against, right? Like, it's not like a prototype for anything as far as we know. So, like, why why is it there? I really, really wish that they had followed up on that. Like, just have it be a boss battle or have something happen. Like, maybe Samus destroys the room and ends up getting destroyed. So, you don't have to worry about it later. Like, whatever. That's fine. But, like... What was that? Why did they not follow up on it? it that was that's probably that actually I think is probably the biggest. If I had to put it at the top of my list, or put something at the top of my list, that would have been it. Because like that was something that we talked about like months before the game even came out, and it seemed like such a like setup for something else. Especially when this game has background set up for another boss character, right? Like they have the experiments getting poked and prodded in that room for a bunch of times before you end up fighting it. So I was like, oh, they're definitely doing the same thing with this. Like they've already set up another thing in the exact same way and they didn't do anything with it. Just, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess it was just an aesthetic thing and they didn't think about it too much or maybe it got cut. Well, I guess we'll never know. Or maybe we'll find out in a few years when uh, when Kiwi interviews someone <laughs> from 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 the, the dev team and we'll find out. And they were just like, oh, yeah, actually, it was nothing. Um, you know, they're going to like Star Wars it. But, yeah, I wish there was a follow through on that. Uh, to, to very quickly add to that, too, the, the same thing with um, you see Dragon in the background of, of Dairon, too. Oh, you do? Which which would have been cool. Yeah. Or, well, something that looks really 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 like dragon yeah so like stuff like, i mean really that like, that so yeah, that's one idea. thing where like that could be kind of just an easter egg or kind of shoved in the background i don't think that was as noticeable um so you could kind of not you know you could kind of put that to the wayside but yeah that's another thing that could have easily been followed up upon it's like it's one thing to have fan service and easter eggs but in the context of a game like this when you hint at something it's always going to be like oh this is in like oh this is it's more than an easter egg and I guess, like, with the, the nature of this game, like, it being such a, you know, uh, a resurrection from another time and, like, a new Metroid game, like, any kind of perceived Easter egg feels more than, I guess, what it actually is. So maybe that's just it. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't uh, disagree necessarily. I mean, I, you know, I, I do think that it was probably just there for something in the background. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, we both kind of thought before uh dread was released that there might be kind of a, a ridley emmy or something oh like it would have been perfect so, it looked like it has like wings almost too i was like oh my god we're about to get a massive I would even tie that back to uh back to my original point about not fighting that final emmy i, I think that so, some kind of confrontation whether it was with that specific emmy or whether it was with like a big mofo emmy that they were building would have been awesome mm -hmm. 
Doom, what do you think? Doom, what do you think? Thoughts? Um, yeah, I th- I think that I think the uh, giant robot in particular was definitely a huge missed opportunity because I remember you talking about that. On I Twitter pieced that together, piecing, bro. I and you pieced MS Paint is that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so seeing that like just be kind of like just a random background on like, well, it's still kind of cool. Like I really wanted to like do something similar with like you know experiment where it's something that starts off in the background mm-hmm. but it's like foreshadowing something later. I thought that would have been really cool and. I mean, you know me. I'm a sucker for like big kaiju fights. Yeah. Like, it's a reason why. It's a big reason why Quadratus is my favorite boss of all time. Like, I love the kind of David versus Goliath style type of boss fights where you're just slowly taking down this giant, insurmountable foe piece by piece until finally you've just completely disintegrated it. Mm-hmm. Doom. We were talking about Shadow of the Colossus the other day. Ah, I was Red. about to say game? Shadow of the Colossus. It would have been just like that. Continue. I have never played Shadow Colossus, but Whoa. I uh, really need to get on that. See, I'm going to play. I think you'd love it. Eventually, I'm going to get a PS5, and then I'm going to uh, get the, the Shadow of the Colossus remastered. It's, is it not on PC yet? I... My PC definitely cannot oh, okay. run it right that, now. I need to, I need to upgrade first. Yeah, I, I have a twenty. I have a 2013 laptop. Yeah, when so. I, when I think of that boss or what it could have been, I was like, oh, imagine like a Shadow of the Colossus type boss where Sam, like, because you almost kind of get that with Creed, right? Where Samus is like climbing up crate and like doing all sorts of stuff like imagine a huge like like half dozen story boss that you have to like climb levels of it to attack its head or something like i i have i just found the tweet again and like this thing is massive and it looks like it has wings it has a huge arm cannon it honestly it looks like it has ridley claws so like i i almost feel i'm not 100 percent sure but i almost feel that there maybe even was the intent that they were going to do a big ridley emmy boss and it got cut maybe i don't know but it looks like that's what they were doing and it's such a missed opportunity that's my biggest missed opportunity for sure kiwi do your do your thing we need him to find out we need him to dig into the details i need him we need him yeah uh all right doom what do you what do you got for us here but do this one doom and then we're gonna speed round the rest of ours okay um i am going to do yeah you know we'll, we'll do this one and then the rest will speed round it so i personally had little to no issue with metroid dreads controls i think samus has controlled the smoothest she's ever been in any 2d metroid game but hell any metroid game in general in my opinion um it's absolutely wonderful that being said and i say this as someone who likes the way samus controls it is inexcusable how in the year 2021 you still cannot customize the... Con- or actually, no, in 2022 now, that there has still not been a patch... Yep, 2022. ...where you cannot control... Uh, or you cannot customize the controls or have accessibility options in Metroid Dread, especially when you consider that Super Metroid, a game that is almost 30 years old now, it's turning 30 in a couple of years, I think, um, that you could customize the controls in that game, back on the SNES. Absolutely inexcusable that you can't do that in Metroid Dread. And again... I probably wouldn't be changing the controls that much because I already like it, but there's a lot of people that are naturally going to struggle because, spoiler alert, people are different. They're going to have uh, different things that they have preferences to. They have different hand sizes, different um, strengths in their muscle tendons and stuff like that, and just general preferences that they can't really explain away. And being able to customize that experience to each individual user is something so simple that they could implement in the game that that Nintendo is just adverse um to doing for some reason that i is beyond me 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think, I mean, to be yeah. honest, I'm someone who would even go a step further and say, give me even more customization. I want to be able to put cat ears on Samus's helmet. And <laughs> like, I want to, I want to mix and match my stuff for my suit. Like I, I would love a Metroid game where you can actually customize your look a little bit. It's just a little bit, like nothing crazy, but like, give me a little bit of customization would be nice. But what you're talking about, Doom, is like a bare minimum of customization that I agree needs to be like a standard. And the fact that you can't customize button inputs at all and just kind of you force yourself to get used to the default is just for such a game, too, that's like had such um, a focus on accessibility in terms of bringing new people into the, the series. I think at the same time should have been just accessible for a lot of new players, even returning players as well, who maybe gotten older, have new styles of playing, want to experience it differently, or just feel like there's a much better way to handle things in terms of, you know, I mean, I, I don't think of many games that I can think of. I just use the default controls for, like I change it up a little bit to, to fit my preferences, what I like. So I a hundred percent agree. Like I'm all for more customization, but that kind of bare minimum of customization is like, should be more than a standard across not just Metroid, but Nintendo games in general. Absolutely. And even going off, um, you know, it goes beyond just button remapping. Like even, so take the speed booster, for instance. So I actually like the way that the new speed booster works, how you have to click in the left thumbstick to activate it. I like it that it gives you a little more control over when, when you want to use it. But I know there's a lot of people that prefer the old school way of where it just activates automatically. There mm -hmm. should be a toggle option to where you can choose between the new manual activated speed booster or auto speed boost. Like that should just be... An option that you can I, choose. I don't. I don't think you can just go between. Like, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna press a button, like you can't have it both, right? Like, it either is gonna activate when you run, or you're gonna have to press a button, and you should be able to customize that button. I, I think that that's probably a little bit much, but I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think I agree with you, with basically what you're saying. Um, I don't think that that would be that difficult to do. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about programming, and if it is, maybe there is a reason that it's not there. I don't know, but I would think that it, it certainly doesn't seem that outrageous to me to program at least a, a button mapping feature um, into the game. I mean, I don't know. It seems pretty easy to me. It, it, like, I, I can't even fathom Metroid Prime 4 coming out without the ability to invert your, your access and stuff like that, right? So, like, why not give this Do you the play FPS of... games or any... Like, do you invert the controls? Is that why you brought that up? Because uh... that's so weird to me. I th no, not to judge. I want to say I I want to say I used to when I first started playing FPS games, but I kind of gradually moved away from it. Oh, so Metroid uh, Prime I, is an FPS game. Well, Metroid Prime <laughs> I don't even think had that option, did it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, so I guess yeah, it's not a true exactly. FPS because it doesn't have <laughs> that option. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that every first-person shooter and first-person adventure should have that. <laughs> I need Bumper Jumper and Metroid Prime, as far as I'm okay, concerned. Let's, um, let's keep it moving. I got, let's... I'm going to throw in a couple quick ones real quick since we're we're at the hour okay. mark here. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I kind of commented on this earlier, but I definitely wish that we got the actual Atom in this game. Again, just going from fusion characters and, and characterization. The I mean, I, I we, we talked about it in our Metroid Dread first impressions episode before I had finished the game. And I was like, huh, this Atom just doesn't feel like Atom to me. And there was a reason for that because it literally wasn't him. And I guess like you can't have the real Atom in the game as it is because then the story, I guess, like wouldn't work. But... I, I would have liked to have the actual Adam in the game. I, I liked his character as, you know, he grew 
as a as an AI ish human ish kind of character like became more human and more characterized rather than just being like a program like that that was a cool kind of characterization we didn't get that continuity um and follow up from that which you know if you weren't a fan of the character that's fine you probably didn't care but I think I could have redeemed the character for people who didn't like him but as someone who did like the character I would have liked more of the relationship between uh, Samus and Adam. I will add this quickly as someone that didn't really like the character. I think that they should have actually kind of foreshadowed a little bit more that it wasn't Adam. Because really? Cause I thought it was obvious me, or not obvious, well, but it's, it was, me, someone was he, off. He was talking, I guess, but I was just like, okay, well that just sounds like Adam to me. And like, I usually don't like listening to him anyways. So like it, it didn't until, until like the very end of the yeah. game, I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. This is obviously Adam. And then even when they got to that section where Adam is revealed not to be Adam, I I thought that there was Adam, and he was just he was a bad guy. On us, and I was like, okay, yeah. Well, that I, I wish he, yeah. I wish he was. I wanted him to betray us. No, I thought that, that would have been, been way cooler. Been, I I'm glad it wasn't the Adam being evil because that would have not made any sense whatsoever. But I I agree. It should have been a bit more obvious. I I take back what I said earlier because it wasn't obvious. Because like when when I'm playing the game, it was like. Is he not Adam? Because is this Adam acting the way he is because it's not Adam, or is be, or because the writing is bad? You know, like I wasn't like, was it because of how he was being presented, or it literally wasn't Adam, and I wasn't sure until the very end. So I agree. I think it should have been a bit more obvious, not too obvious, but it should have been a bit more hinted that they're like, hey, this might not be actually Adam. But I guess then it wouldn't be as much of a surprise. But I guess the surprise didn't really matter to me at the end because I was like, oh, it was this guy the whole time. It was like Wizard of Oz, like this guy behind the the, the curtain kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then they hit you with a bunch of other exposition. I completely forgot about it. Um, I don't know if I would have liked it being Adam betraying Samus. That would have. That's not what I was looking for. But hey. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I wasn't looking for that either. Um because we spent so much time building that relationship. That's what I'm saying, like I, they, they built so much of it in fusion to like not kind of follow through on that was a bit disappointing for me. But I have one more thing from fusion that I would have liked, and this isn't something I think we mentioned before. But I would have been so down for a rematch against the XAX. I like they went to the they went to the length to bring back the X in 3D, even the core X. And, like, reimagine them in a modern way, but, like, they still looked, like, very fusion-esque, and they acted, like, the exact same way. Like, that was so sick. Like, oh, I would have popped for an SAX fight. Like, a real, a, a modern SAX fight, bring it back, have them look like Samus, change into the monster again. Just, like, that, like, I don't care how fan servicey it is. Like, that would have just, I would have loved that. I would have even taken that over, like, one of the other bosses in the game. Like, that water boss, lame, boring. Get rid of it swap it out for SAX, but rematch, I'm totally down. Like, that's the opportunity where, like, I want to get Samus versus SAX 2. Give me that rematch. I would have been so down for that. I actually disagree. I think that that takes away from the specialness of having that in Metroid Fusion. And if we're mm. being real, you're going to get that remake or that rematch when they remake Metroid Fusion. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same because it's the same fight. It's I want another fight in another area. Like, I didn't think it... Like, I think the X being in Fusion was pretty special and like, the core... But, like, when I saw them again in, in Dread, I wasn't like, oh, it takes away the specialness of them in Fusion. I was like, oh, sick, the X are back, you know? I was really hyped. So, I think if, if the SAX came back, especially because the SAX fight isn't perfect in Fusion, it's kind of one of the weaker boss fights in the game, I would say. Like, it's not a crazy hard boss fight. It's very intense and a lot of fun, though, which is why I want to see it 
come back, but it could have been improved. And I would have liked like a, a redux of it. Like, not, and again, you could be like, oh, well, they'll just improve it in the Fusion remake. But like, I don't know. It would have been cool to have that character show up again. You're like, I, I would have popped. I would have, I would have been so excited for that. It doesn't feel the same if you just redo it as it would originally was. But to have that character come back a second time in a new location, maybe with some new powers or new whatever, like that would have been awesome for me. How would you even okay. bring the SAX back though? Because like the whole because like the whole reason the SAX exists is because it infects Samus, but now Samus can't be infected anymore. Well, like. I mean, isn't it? Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but don't like the X like share DNA and knowledge across one another. Like they share they share knowledge, but they can't like share their forms with each I, other. I don't, yeah, okay. I don't think they can share their form. Okay, it's just kind of like a hive mind kind of idea. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I was thinking like maybe they could have shared the information to reconstruct Samus. I don't know. Maybe it would have been all like messed up looking because they didn't have the DNA. But in Fusion, they also say how there were like ten SAXs on board, and even though that place gets destroyed, I mean. I don't know. Maybe one snuck away and ended up on ZDR. I don't know. How did Kraid get there? I, like, fuck, it's I, great. I don't, think the, I don't think the how that you get to that fight is a big deal. You could make that work. I, I just don't think that I would do it. I just, like, there were other boss fights in this game that were so, like, whatever to me that I'm like, just throw in the SAX. Screw it. Like, fan service it up. Like, this is the opportunity to do that. Like, like I would have rather have seen the I'll SAX what, than Kraid. If there Kraid. was a boss rush mode and that was, like, a bonus boss, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I guess that would be cool. Yeah, but at that point, why not just put him in the game? I don't know. I, I would have rather have seen the SAX come back than, like, Kraid, for example. Wait, did Andy just say something positive about a boss rush mode? What is this? I don't think he's ever been necessarily against boss rushes. I don't think I've ever fight. said anything. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. ever been against boss really? rushes. Yeah, no, I don't. Check yourself, sir. That's not something on my <laughs> list of things he dislikes. Yeah, I dislike Kirby. I dislike Adam. I dislike mouse and keyboard. But I don't dislike... Uh, Oh, there's a missed opportunity. This game being able to be played in mouse and keyboard. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. Oh, man, <laughs> that would have been good. Doom, finish, why did uh, I... finish off your list. Let's go here. We're, we're running long. What do you got? Why did I think that you didn't like Boss Rush? Weird. Anyways. Because uh, you are crazy. I don't know. He, like, he <laughs> dislikes mean, a lot of wrong. things. You wouldn't have been off. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's uh, speed round this. So I've already talked about this a bajillion times. Me and J Dax are the same sentiment, but I'll say it again. Um, not having the Galactic Federation involved in some way is, in, in, in the story as some sort of antagonist is in and of itself a missed opportunity, specifically because, um, the reason why I like that plotline so much in Fusion is because the, for the first time in the Metroid series, there was finally nuance and, and, uh, like a gray zone in the story. Like, up until that point, uh, the Galactic Federation are the good guys, the Space Pirates are the bad guys, and the reason that they're those two factions are because the instruction manual says so. But now, in Fusion, it's a little more nuanced than that. They're not exactly the bad guys, but they're not exactly acting in your best interest either. And I always loved um, that little bit of extra dimension there, and not capitalizing on that in Metroid Dread, especially because I always felt like Galactic Federation, you know, with all the alien references, are like clearly somewhat inspired by the Wayland yutani incorporation from Aliens to some degree, and I felt like they really could have um, played a bigger role in that regard in Dread. So not having that is definitely one of my biggest disappointments when it comes to Dread in general. Yeah, um, um, I agree. 
I, I, I don't know. You have, yeah. you have, if you have any more I, to I add think to that. I, we, we've, we've talked about I, this so much. I know. So. I feel like anyone listening to this episode, when they start up, they're like, oh, this is going to be us complaining about no federation for 45 minutes to an hour. But that's why I haven't brought it up. Because, yeah, I think we've we've kind of set our piece on that. Um, that's, that's ultimately my biggest missed opportunity for this game, not following through on the story from fusion not doing anything with that and obviously you know you can retort well well, that's not actually how it was meant or blah blah but you know i'm kind of over that discussion right now they they clearly missed their shot i'm now no longer really interested in whatever um and that kind of leads to my one last um suggestion here is or like one last missed opportunity i have on my list is i really wish this game set up the next story more like, I, I guess, I don't know if they have too much of a plan of what Let the me, next games are going to happen, but I wish, I'm sorry, if you want to keep going, but that, I really wish there was more of a setup for the next game. Uh, I kind of do, because your, your kind of touches on mine, but Doom, finish off yours, and then, and then I'll speed round. Oh, I already finished. I said everything I needed to say. Okay. okay. Yeah, let me, let me build off that, because I have a specific um, uh, missed opportunity that, that kind of goes in that similar direction, but... One of the great things about Samus Returns is that you got the Chozo memories from that game, and when the when the you got the final Chozo memory, um, it very clearly showed who now we know as Ravenbeak yep. kind of turning on the rest of who we now know as the Thoha tribe, and that set up where not even necessarily where we might go in Metroid Five, but where we could just go in the future. So I think that there are a lot of interesting like bonus images that you can acquire uh in these chozo galleries and like you can see the the mocking capture and crate and kind of doing their thing but then the final memory for uh for forgetting everything else is actually just the exact same artwork that you've got for getting all six endings um with the like the time completion but instead of samus in her suit it's zero suit samus with all the other characters looking exactly the same i thought that that was kind of weak i would have liked to see even a still image kind of setting up the next, you know, thread in Metroid, if it was Metroid 6 or just something, right? Um, some kind of hint as to where we're going to go now yeah. for the next uh, for the next installment. Because really, like, you just got the same artwork and they just replaced Samus with Zero Suit Samus. And it didn't necessarily have to be, like, an image. It could have been, like, a little teaser or something like that. Like, maybe Metroid Prime-esque. But I, I think that, like, something anything would have been good to kind of direct us where we're going to go next yeah i i mean i 100 agree that there should have been stronger completion rewards in this game as well but yeah like it it feels like and i think doom has brought this up on previous episodes one of them where like after dread happened like everything like it doesn't feel like the story has really like like samus in the same position she was in at the beginning of dread you know like it doesn't feel like she's in a new position to like go forward into another story arc and that's kind of why i wanted the the watermelon suit to stick around because in and of itself sam is still having that suit you can immediately think of a bunch of things that could happen in the next game whereas she loses the suit she's back to normal everything's resolved so i'm like okay everything's resolved now what like i would have loved like hey like there's something going down on this other planet somewhere in the galaxy and you, you something's building there. Like, give me a post-credit scene or a mid-credit scene, you know? Like, something to tell me, like, okay, not only is there something coming up, but, like, there's a plan, at least, or an idea. Because they've said, like, oh, yeah, there's more 2D Metroid, you know, coming down the line, I guess. But, like, I would have liked some kind of idea of where they intend on going with it. And 
I don't know, it would have been nice to to have that set up in Dread itself because, like you said, you have Samus Returns that does that. I mean, the setup for Metroid Prime 4 has kind of been done a, a couple times here and there, at least with, like, you know, the end of Prime 3 and Federation Force. This game, like, they've said, okay, there's more 2D Metroid coming, but I have no idea what to expect. There's no setup really at all for what's to come next. And I think that was kind of a missed opportunity to get people excited for what's to come rather than just like, oh, another Metroid game. You know, another Metroid game's great, but what specifically about it should I be pumped for beside it being Metroid? Because, you know, that's cool and all, but I would have liked, and they could have incorporated that, like you said, into the, the rewards at the end. Like, have maybe a piece of artwork or a teaser or something that, like, is kind of unexplained or doesn't really, like, you need more context it, to it. It gets you asking exactly. questions. Exactly. Yeah. Like, at the end of Dread, I, I wasn't asking, I'm not asking any questions of what happens next because they don't really give me anything to ask on. And to be fair, you know, they, they kind of did the same thing with Metroid Fusion, where that was set up, you know, essentially from scratch. Uh, you know, things were pretty neat and tidy after the ending of um, of Super Metroid. But, and, and I don't know that they'll do that again. But yeah, it, it, it could But that been, was the third game know, at the time. And it was like, like that's a, there's so many, there have been more games since then. And then like Fusion did feel like it had a setup well, to the I, next I feel game. Like also, like you kind of tell stories even a little bit differently now too because as doom point i mean that was almost 30 years ago too right yeah so like i feel like you know you look at every metroid prime game that's kind of hinted at what's next samus returns hinted at what's next um metroid fusion kind of, like at least it left a, a cliffhanger in in that kind the, of regard, you know so. some people don't think it does but i think the story 100 percent like set up to something and yeah metroid prime all had setups to the next thing uh, you know, uh, Samus Returns even, had set up. Even Metroid Prime Federation Force had, yeah, sense. yeah. Like everything kind of <laughs> yeah. feels like it's setting up to something next, which is good because Metroid is one of like the only Nintendo games that has that kind of continuous story. You know, like, I mean, it may not the thing that happens next might not be the sequel to what you're playing now, but it seems like they have some kind of idea of where it's going next, rather than just another story that's going to happen someplace in the timeline and may or not may or may not have anything to do with what you've just played. Yeah, Dread, I mean, I guess it makes sense because Dread is meant to be like the finale of a current arc. But at the same time, we all know there's going to be more Metroid coming and Samus' story isn't over. So it would have been nice to see where they intend on going next. Um, I've got three other quick hits here. I don't know uh, if you guys even want to chime in on them because they're mostly technical quick hits here. But um, a missed opportunity, something I've kind of talked about before. I wish that you could just open up the map and like there was a legend of items that you could pick that would show like for missiles, for example, like you have to go and find a missile expansion somewhere on your map and then select it. And then you can see all the other missiles on the map. Whereas like if you just had a legend on the side that you could just quickly go over and select missiles and then everything just popped up on your map without having to actually find, you know, that one missile in the far left hand corner of Arteria. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that would be really nice. Obviously, that's more of a completionist thing, but um, I think that that would be super swell. Uh, another thing that uh, that I would love to see, and, and I kind of still have a little bit of faint hope that this is coming, but uh, I think that they should have had another difficulty, like a fusion difficulty. I think that that would have been cool. Um, just to challenge, you know, players, and, and maybe you could get even more bonus endings if you, if you did that. Um, and the last thing, and I think that we all agree on this, is I think that it's like a really, really big missed opportunity to not have the watermelon suit in New Game Plus available like right away. Yeah. Like, why not? It, and it doesn't have to be anything other than cosmetic, right? Like you 
You can still start off and everything can stay exactly the same, but like have the cosmetic watermelon suit. Why not? Especially for New Game Plus. I, Going I off that, like... just more alt costumes in general, I think would have been really cool. Because I mean, we, you know, we got the fusion, we got the fusion sure, suits in yeah. Samus Returns. Like, bring those back. Bring the bring the Samus Returns suits back back in. I mean, that was Mercury Steam's last game. It'd be really cool to see those, you know, upscaled in HD. I mean, I I, I mean, you y'all know how much I love that Samus Returns gravity suit. And so seeing that in Dread would just absolutely blow me away. But, but like, how do you not have the watermelon suit in in this game for like? I totally agree. I would love to see the fusion suit. I'd love to see Samus Returns Gravity. I'd love to see like the classic like power suit from from Super Metroid. But like, dude, you, like, how do we not have the watermelon suit playable? Like, that's, that's yeah. Just I think totally that's the thing, thing is not having it playable. I mean, I guess it is playable at the end of Dread, but well, um, yeah. just more of the watermelon suit in general. And yeah, I, I I guess in a way they were trying to still play it safe in terms of suits and whatnot. Like, they didn't want to come in and throw any crazy ideas at us, like, just going to hit us with the, the safe power varia gravity that everyone knows. But, like, I, as a as a veteran Metroid fan, I'm so tired of that formula. Like, give me, like, give me something new. Like, give me something fresh. Even the Dread suit, it's like, it's still a regular suit in the context of Metroid games. Not really that much different. Um, the watermelon suit, I really wish that we had gotten more out of that or she had kept it. But, yeah, having it as at least an aesthetic skin for playing the game again feels like a no-brainer yeah and uh that's it that's my list that's all i got that's all you got doom do you have anything else yeah i got two more one of them will be quick one of them will be semi-quick so the first one i'll just um i'll just say this one first since it'll just take a second um i think that this game could have had some really cool multiplayer and social options which i know dak is popping off right now well hey listen hey listen listen I, I know I could I, I could tell, but listen, um, I'm the reason I'm not going to talk about this much is because we already did an episode dedicated to multiplayer concepts, and I uh, a couple of the concepts I had were for 2D Metroid games, and I think those would have been really cool in Dread. Again, actually, so that- do I. I. I was just kind of being a dink. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think this game <laughs> needed multiplayer, but like there was some stuff that you could have yeah. done, like a, yeah. like a you know four players running away from an Emmy, like smash run kind of mode, like something like that would have been sick. I don't know. Or even like a speed run mode or something like that. Something, something to give the game like a social aspect with other people, which I know that's not what you think when you think of Metroid, but you know, doesn't mean that you can't try it out. And I think it would have been kind of decent. Yeah, I agree. All right, and, what else you got? and the final thing I have is in regards to the Chozo, which again is something I've talked about in the podcast before, but I mostly want to, I kind of want to bring this more into Samus's characterization, since this is actually something that Dak brought up earlier, because as much as I love Samus's characterization in this game, I also agree with a lot of the criticisms that you brought up, and it's why Dread is actually not my favorite interpretation of Samus. Uh, that goes oh, to it's still Fusion for me. Oh, okay, Metroid Prime fine. 2 is my, F- Fusion Fusion is up there as well above Dread for me, for me sure. but... But uh, but Prime Two is my favorite characterization of Samus because not Metroid. only not only do we get the um, the same badass that we see in Metroid Dread, but we also see in what I believe to be the most compassionate Samus ever is, and that is what I believe separates her from like you know from like a Doom guy, for example, who I also you y'all know how much I love my Doom guy, but Samus is not Doom guy; she's Samus, and that compassion that she so- shows in Echo specifically. Um, after she sees the video of the Galactic Federation feed. So in that game, in that game, that is her entire mission. F- 
find the Galactic Federation troopers, get them off Planet Aether. She finds the whole squad massacred, and she pays her respects, but she doesn't go back to her ship. Samus is a very curious individual. She continues exploring the planet, looking for clues, finding out exactly what this new threat is. And then she meets this completely foreign alien race. She doesn't really know what to think of it. Finds out they're on the brink of extinction, and despite the fact that she's not getting paid for this, risks her life to save this entire species from total annihilation. And that, to me, that is my Samus Aaron right there. And that is not the Samus that we got in Dread. And I would have liked to see a little bit more of that compassion shown. And I think, especially in regards to the Chozo, that would have been the perfect opportunity to be able to show that off. I I definitely agree. And even just her relationship with the Chozo in general. I think I brought this up on a previous episode as well. This is definitely a missed opportunity. But I just felt like the the weight of how Samus reacts to meeting a Chozo for the first time is so meh. She's just like, like see, literally sees a Chozo for the first time in decades. Like so long since she's ever seen a Chozo. And they just have like a regular conversation. Like it's no big deal. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, here, let me fill you in. Because it's time to do that. Like, it just there was no weight at all to that moment. I thought it was so lackluster. Samus finally meeting the Chozo. Yeah, go ahead. The the Chozo and Metroid Dread they feel like just another NPC. They don't yeah. feel like Chozo. They didn't feel like Chozo to me. They were just like, oh, they're a bird looking. Like they didn't feel like the Chozo. I was like waiting to meet finally for all this time. Like when I think like like they feel so otherworldly and not like and like not regular. I don't know. Like they just. The, the aura behind, like, the, the Chozo and, like, the Metroid Prime series just doesn't kind of, like, I guess it doesn't fit the same when you finally see one in person. It's just like a, a, just a guy kind of standing there. And like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm going to tell you what the mission is now or something. I was just like, oh, there should have been so much weight and gravity to that scene. And there wasn't any really at all. Sam was like, yep, all right, cool, thanks. And then they, they part ways. Like, I don't know. Didn't do too much for me. Yeah, even with, like, the, you know, the first, the opening cutscene of the game, like, so Samus sees Ravenbeak for the first time, and her first instinct is to just point her, her gun at him, and there's no, like, there's no, like, there's no, like, any shock or surprise or confusion or anything. It's just like, nope, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Because you're, because you have, you have the bad guy aura on you and stuff like that. There's no, I thought it would have been a lot cooler for Samus to be caught off guard, maybe, like, not sure what to think of Ravenbeak. And then Ravenbeak attacks, and then kind of like Samus readjusting herself. I think that would have been a lot better, personally. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I think that the opening scene was awesome. Clearly, this dude was, was not up to a lot of good. So I, I think that it makes sense for me to have Samus on guard, especially because she knows she's going to this hostile planet. Who knows if this guy is an X or not? Who knows if the X are even here? Um, so I, I wasn't I wasn't upset with that, and then I th I feel like for for Quiet Robe, I, I actually did really like that scene. But again, like she's already been attacked by one Chozo, so I I also feel like it kind of makes sense for her to be on guard. I I can understand what you're saying though. Um, I've seen that criticism raised before by by other people, and it, it's not one that I share. But I, I think that yeah, you know, I I you know I respect what what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, isn't that also the same scene, dude, that I think you brought up an episode two ago where, like, she walks into, like, a straight line and looks back and forth and then looks ahead again yep. and sees someone <laughs> that would still be in her point of view from when she originally entered the room? 
that's that's more of like that's more of like a stupid mundane. That's like, like it's just directing. That's like a yeah, directing exactly. flaw, and I 100 agree. It's the same reason why I have a big issue with Sam is just kind of walking into a room and on a foreign planet, and which she does in other games to be fair, but I also don't like it there. But like especially in this game, like when she gets to the Chozo ship, she knows by that point that this is a evil Chozo ship. And there's no good people on it. She knows that's the bad guy's ship. And yet the first thing she does is stick her arm cannon into like a terminal. And I'm like, what? Oh, not this I'm like, again. dude, good. this bot, dude, dude, she, she does this in every I, single I, Dude, game. I literally just to, said that. I literally just said that. She goes to Talon 4 and sticks her I arm agree, in everything. And I agree. And I agree. And I, and I know, and I, and I, I literally just said that I also don't think it's good in those games either. But at least in those games, she goes to Talon 4 and the stuff that the terminals she's plugging into are left behind by Chozo that as far as she knows are benevolent or refined, right? Like she didn't, she's going on an evil Chozo ship that she know there is no qualm. There is no possibility that what she was plugging into could have been good. At least on Talon four, she's plugging into something. She knows the Chozo that were well, there. So, were so okay. what is it? She's going to an evil Chozo ship or she's going to this planet. She sees a Chozo who's Raven beat. And it's caught off guard. She, no, no. I, I feel like it's... Those are different things. I'm saying she's going to a place that she knows for a fact can't possibly have anything good on it, and yet she walks up onto it and plugs her arm cannon in regardless. Like, that's... that. Like, it's one thing to see the Chozo for the first time and be a little hesitant. That's uh, It makes sense. But, like, at that point, by the end of the game, there's no qualms about the fact that there are a ton of bad Chozo around, and she's going to a ship she knows is a bad place to go and is an evil Chozo ship, and yet she still plugs her arm cannon in like it's any other terminal. Like that, that's part of that, like lack of kind of observation or reflection or critical thinking that I feel like she doesn't have in this game. She just does stuff regardless, like just whatever I'm doing it and doesn't like, there's no thinking twice about anything she does, which doesn't feel like that's the kind of character that I, that I know, especially from the previous game. Now, obviously this, Samus used her scan visor on the terminal clearly, to check for viruses. Yes, clearly <laughs> off screen, well, hold on, hold on, she hold was on, told it was okay. On. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this piece, and then we're going to get out of here after. But in, in my own headcanon, um, so every every Chozo, it seems like, has has an arm cannon, or at least like a lot of them do, right? Um, who is to say that that's just not a very natural thing for them to just thrust, like, their... Like, it'd be like uh, plugging in a socket, you know, for us, except if, uh, if we plugged in sockets using our fingers or something. I, I mean, know. if I could get but hacked it, it, I, by plugging in stuff to a wall outlet, I would think twice about plugging into any other wall outlet, you know? Well, my point <laughs> is, is that perhaps that's just how they kind of, like, engage, like, you know, instead of me this flicking is such on a my reach. light switch with my finger, this is I gotta put my arm cannon in. I think of it... I think a better I, I'm, analogy. I'm not saying it's desperate because it has a lot of reach. Because, I, I mean, I don't it just care. doesn't. I think a better analogy say. is kind of how in the Star Wars universe, how all the droids pl- plug in using those same kind of circular sockets and whatnot. I feel like that's yeah, a better comparison just, to make here. Sure. I, 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 all right. Who cares? This is. I this care. Is it's argument. important. It's important to no, the depiction of a character. No, nobody cares. Nobody this cares. is why that oh. stuff is just accepted. Because people are like, yeah, sure, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then over time, stuff like this is just matter. accepted, and it shouldn't be because it's not good t- storytelling. Okay, what, what would you have Samus do? I would have had Samus show up on the ship, look at the terminal, and be like, hmm, I'm not going to do that because I know this is a bad, evil Chozo ship, and this terminal cannot possibly have any good information or anything good for me. That's what I would have thought. As All right. Well, how would you have proceeded in the game if you uh, Bec- didn't thrust that arm cannon into the thermal directors? Beca- okay. Okay. Guitarists? Again, because at least in the other parts of the planet, right? Like, 
This is so dumb. Could, we're, gonna, could, we're going way no, long, and I have to go. So not, we're it's not get dumb. You're just not seeing the correlation no. between these two things, and you're for some reason this, just like being blank. We're going to the, in the outro, head. but like I'm telling you, it's we're, completely different. We're out of here. You know, it's a bad play. I don't know. Are you all right? Just or just don't have her plug into place. Zip, zip, zip. No, doesn't work for me. Um. Okay. Uh, th these jabrones have gone on for long enough here, so we're going to get out of here. And you can tune in to see how these two goofballs do against the Champions Cast crew uh, February 13th. I am, I'm fired up for this. If this if that show is anything like this show, it's going to be a <laughs> heck of a time. Uh, so that's going to be good. Next week, Metroid questions. Get your Metroid questions into us at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, let us know what you want us to answer and to talk about and to discuss. And uh, yeah, that, that'll also be uh, a really fun time too so go ahead ask us anything the reins are yours i love those shows because there is zero prep work for us to do so that's always fun uh we're gonna get out of here though we've went uh, very long so uh follow us over on twitter at omega metroid pod uh, at spateri 316 at dax city underscore at duminal cross and uh make sure that you are checking us out wherever you get your podcasts like and subscribe uh that's it that's all I had a good show with you gentlemen. Uh, we'll be back here next week. And uh, yeah, looking forward to answering those fan questions. Uh, if you if you have an arm cannon, stick it into whatever you want. Until next week, everybody. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs>